Hey, what's up, everybody? Hope you're doing awesome. Thanks for listening. You know, one of the main tricks that the devil try to do is to keep your eyes on your shortcomings and on what you've done wrong in the past. So when we talk today, we're going to talk about identity. We're going to talk about, we really could sit on identity for a long time. You know, it's part and parcel with the gospel. Who, what Jesus did for us, but then who we are because of what he did. I've noticed in my own life that any step I take forward in the kingdom of God, any step I take forward in the things of God, there's always the devil sitting there trying to get me to focus on myself, trying to get my eyes off of Jesus and focused on myself. You know, we hear a lot these days about inner healing. And you even talk about people in Christian circles who say, man, you got to go back to when you were in the womb and, you know, figure out where the rejection comes from and deal with the rejection at the source. And there's all this like things that people try to do these. It's it's really based in like a self-help sort of thing. I came out of a sales background. So for me, the, the self-help, that section of the, the bookstore was like, it was the draw. And I, I never, it was always like, hey, go down and buy this new book. And there was always a new book out that you had to read to be successful. And that's really really what I've noticed in sales and in um, the the business world, and a lot of times it's similar in the church, but people um, want to do better, so they they add more things to their plate. People who work just as hard, but they think, oh, the missing link is this. I got to go do this. I got to read this book. I got to add this into my routine. This is the missing link. If I'm working out 30 minutes a day and I'm doing this and I'm doing this, but as a Christian, the work, the work that transforms us isn't work we do on ourselves. It's work that Jesus does on the inside of us. The devil tries to keep you in a place of feeling lesser than, so you never fulfill what God has called you to do. If he can, we can look at Jesus and say, man, Jesus is perfect. But then we look at ourselves and we're like, man, and I'm just messed up. You know, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. You know, I got a lot of baggage. You know, I had a past and I'm bringing this past with me. But the gospel is actually completely different than that. The Bible says when you're, when you're born again, that you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new and all things are of God. I want to tell you this today, that when you were born again, Jesus didn't save you halfway. When you were born again, you became a completely new creature. So anytime you spend digging into your past, dealing with all these things, you know, it's good to look and be like, man, I, I identify that there were some things that go on. And then you say, Lord, come and work on my life. But anything that holds you bonded, there's no bondage that, that carries on into your Christian life that should carry on into your Christian life because of what Jesus did for you. You know, the Bible says, reckon yourselves dead to sin and alive to God. Half of the battle is actually just understanding what Jesus paid for. If I told you right now, if you've been born again for one day, you got born again yesterday, you became a child of God, you're a Christian now. Man, I'm a Christian. I'm going to heaven. I want to tell you that you're free. The Bible says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. You'll never be more free. The price has been paid. When Jesus said, it is finished, it was finished. There's no more work for him left to do. Now, sure, we submit to the process. And so we, people say, well, I want to see more of the fruit of the spirit in my life. And that really comes from you yielding to the Holy Ghost, right? There'll be people say, I want to be more patient. Well, you know what that's going to look like is there's going to be more opportunities for you to exercise patience in the same way. If you're like, man, I want to build my muscles. I want to build up my, my biceps. I'd like to get these things strong, right? 
I want him getting looking good in a t-shirt. Well, there's, what are you going to need? You're going to need opportunities to build that muscle. You're going to need to be able to put that muscle under strain, break that muscle down so it can build back up bigger. It's really no different than the things of the, the fruits of the Spirit. You pray, Lord, I want to be more patient. And, uh, and you're going to have opportunities to wait. I, I, uh, my vows that I made to my wife on our wedding day, part of them were, Lord, I ask God for patience. And a couple of years went by. So I asked God for uh, younger, and then you caught my eye. Uh, uh, Pastor Krista is uh, a few years younger than I am. But it was, it's, it's something that God does a work. So sure, there's a work to be done. But as far as the price that's been paid, you're no more, you'll, you will not ever be more of a child of God than you are today. Sometimes we can spend too much time looking inside of ourselves and trying to self-diagnose. You are not called to self-diagnose. You are a new creature. Unless you want to tell Jesus that the new person that he made you to be isn't good enough and still carries baggage, you're going to be like, Lord, I'm carrying baggage from my past. And he's going to be like, Well, I didn't tell you to carry that. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. All it takes is keeping our eyes on him and beginning to actually see who we are. In 10 years from now, 20 years from now, you could never be more of a child of a God, more of a child of God than you are right now. Never be more new than you are right now. A new creature, completely free from your past. That's why shame should have no part in the believer's life, because you aren't who you were. Man, I know there were things that were done in the past, but that wasn't me. I've been given a new heart. I've been given a new spirit. Those were done out of a wicked heart. Those were done out of a wicked spirit. Those were done by an unrenewed person. For me, I'm a, I'm a new creature. I'm a child of God. Anything that makes you look inside is not what God has planned for you. Uh, we're, we're here to keep our eyes on Jesus. And so the devil will come with this voice. Well, look, you know, there's hurt, you're you know, your family life when you were younger, the rejection, this is why you're dealing with that. And and what do we do? We just stop and we say, you know what? I'm not listening to that voice. I could spend my whole life trying to fix these issues, deal with this thing, deal with this, you know, hereditary, you know, Pastor Krista did one on hereditary healing, dealing with things of the past. Those things have no, no right to your life. Why? Because you're a child of God and you're a new creature. So this inner healing thing, I got to go back in and discover all the hurt and give it to God. Man, there's things. Sure, if you're in a tough relationship and there's a tough breakup, Lord, I want you to, I want you to do a work in my life. But I thank you that you're the one who sets me free. You release me from this. But there's nothing from your past before you were born again that affects who you are now. You are not you know, not a product of that. You're a new creature. Oh man, you know, I just have these struggles because of what I dealt with. The devil will always try to tell you that there's something. Man, you know, your father died when you were young. You know, your parents never really loved you. Well, you're a new creature. I want to tell you your father now, he loves you. He cares about you. He's the, he's the king of the universe and he loves you and he's got a heart full of love with you, love for you. You know, the reality is, is when you stand before God, what are you actually going to find out when you get to heaven? Are you going to find out that there was a lack of love from God? Or are you going to find out, man, I, there was a lot more available to me than I actually took God up on. I could have rested a lot more knowing that I was his child, knowing that I didn't have to perform for his love. People go through very tragic things in their life, and, and it's amazing that they find the gospel and they find hope and they find Jesus. But stop holding on to your past. Stop looking inside and trying to figure out. A lot of it actually stems from comparison, and we talked about this 
um, uh, a few episodes back, but comparing yourself where you look at someone else, you're like, how come they're so free and I'm not? And then you've got to come up with a reason or an excuse of like why they're living in freedom and you're not. But the truth is we're all new creatures in Christ. You know, there's no one that's different than anyone else as far as that goes. No one is like, well, you know, sure, there's things in your past that you can look at and be like, if you allow them, that can hinder you. There's things, man, life, things that you live, drugs, background, whatever. But all of those are absolved in the gospel. All of them are washed away. And what does the Bible call you? Recreated, born again, child of God. You know, uh, not a child of the devil anymore, a child of God. So stop, stop diagnosing your problems. Stop looking on the inside and be like, this must be the reason the why. Because it's always then about what you can do to fix it and not about what Jesus did and he's already fixed it. Jesus didn't save you halfway. You know, ultimately for us, God wants us to keep our eyes on Jesus. Our eyes need to be stayed fixed on him. The Bible talks about keeping our, uh, uh, our eyes on the author and finisher of our faith. Keeping our eyes fixed on him, our eyes on Jesus. That's what this life is about. I've said it before, but we don't want to go to heaven just because it's heaven. We want to go to heaven because that's where Jesus is. We've made it into a family. Heaven wouldn't be heaven if you were there by yourself. I guarantee it. If it was a place of bliss and the best food you can eat, but there was no one else there, it wouldn't be heaven. It's the fact that we're in the family of God. So the things that you look at that make you feel, um, my wife said this to me this, this morning, I said, you know, the devil tries to remind me of, uh, keep me focused on what I've, what I've done wrong. And she said, you know, one thing is true. If it's a voice of condemnation, it's not God. You know, there is our practical preparation for the future. There's us saying, hey, it's time to study. I'm, I'm called to the ministry. I need to be a person who's in the word. I need to be actually studying different doctrine in the word of God. I need to be getting versed in different things. I need to know, you know, the, the, I need to know how to overcome sin. I need to put, build this, these things into my spirit. I need to study baptisms. I need to study the foundational things. There's all that part, but anything that keeps you in a place of condemnation, oh, you haven't done enough. Oh, this isn't going to work for you because of your past. Oh, you're not smart enough. Well, the Bible says you, you have the mind of Christ. And so you're a new creature. And so what we begin to do is we begin to stop looking at ourselves and saying, this is the, this is the problem. Stop self-examining. There was a book that came out by Tim Keller. I ordered it. I never read it, but the title blessed me. It said, The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness. You know, Jesus didn't have his eyes on himself. He had his eyes on his Father. I don't do anything except I first see my Father do it. And so it's, it, it's made it available, and it's such a liberating thing for me. Man, I don't need to look and see where I messed up. Sure, the Lord will put things that are correcting, correct, put, bring correction into my life. But if your eyes are focused on you more than anything else, how are we reaching people? How are we spending time with God? People get so self-absorbed, and they do it with the heart of like, Lord, I want to do it right. But ultimately, our Christianity doesn't come down to a, doesn't come down to a set of rules. We need to stop self-inspecting. Ultimately, our heart that God has given us wants to follow God. And so if you set up a few disciplines, I'm going to spend time with the Lord every day. I'm not saying kick all these things out of your life, but people spend too much time introverted, self-inspecting, checking to see what's wrong, checking to see these different things. And, it, and, and they try to go in and, oh, I need to fix this. Oh, I know that I've dealt with rejection in this area, so I need to fix this and I need to fix this. And you're always trying to do this work that the cross has already done for you. God's made the way. He's paid the price. You're a new creature in Christ. 
So act like a new creature. Be the new creature that you are. Breathe a sigh of relief. You're awesome. You're a champion. You're a winner. You're an overcomer. The Bible says you're, uh, His grace is sufficient for you. His, he says He'll never leave you or forsake you. He says He'll provide for all your needs. You're not going to find yourself run out at 50 years old. You're going to have strength. The Bible says you go from strength to strength until you see you you uh, appear before God in Zion. He said He's going to guide you with His counsel and afterwards receive you to glory. You're not going to go a day without His direction and His vision for your life. The Holy Spirit said He'd be your helper. He'd be your comforter. You're not going to live any part of your life without comfort, the comfort of the Holy Ghost, without the help of the Holy Ghost. You can lean into Him. How do I know this? Because all these things are for the righteous. How do I know that you're righteous? Because the Bible says in Romans 4.3, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. How do you become righteous? You believe God. You put your trust in God. You start to align your life with his word as you've been doing and see what God does. I want to tell you, you are not your past. You are free. You're completely free. You can't be more free. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. I pronounce your freedom to you. Shame's got to go because you're free. You're a new creature. How can you carry shame when that's not you anymore? That was the old person. You're free in Jesus' name. You've been washed in the blood of Jesus. When Jesus looks at you, he sees pure and holy. He doesn't see sinner. He sees pure and holy. You are free. So begin to enjoy it. God is your provider. Begin to enjoy it. God's got such good things for you. Let's move forward with confidence, knowing that our God's got our back. Stop trying to diagnose your problem and keep your eyes on Jesus. Anything that takes your eyes off Jesus ain't from the Lord. Keep your eyes on Jesus, young man, young woman. Let's see what God will do through your life. Bless you. See you tomorrow.